Welcome to the Seton Hall Sports Poll, the sports poll that was conducted the final week of October 2017, and this podcast goes along with that. Today's subject, our national pastime, and I still want to call it that because I feel that that's a sport that's held to a higher standard. As soon as you start, stop nitpicking about every little thing with baseball, then we can start calling the other sports the national pastime. But for now, and for the purpose of this conversation, Rick Gentile and I are going to discuss Major League Baseball. Welcome, Rick. I have to confess, Seth, when you said our national pastime, I said, no, I thought we were going to talk about baseball. <laughs> well, but it I, is our national pastime. I say that, you know, the NFL could be American Idol, but uh, it, it, no sport has ever been held to such a high standard. The best example is uh, performance-enhancing drugs. If you're performance-enhancing drugs in baseball, you have shamed society. Yes. If you if you use performance-enhancing drugs in football, it's how does that affect my fantasy team? Yeah, that's correct. You're right. One sport's the national pastime. That that's that's the uh, the the bottom line. And I should say that you have an extensive baseball background, and this is uh, I'm just concluding my 22nd season as a major league baseball reporter. So I just want to make sure that we will report everything from the poll, but this is a subject that you and I have a little bit of a strong opinion on. Yes. I, I started working um, in baseball uh, when I was a senior in high school, which was quite a long time ago. I was working for the Elias sports bureau. Uh, so let's take a look at uh, major league baseball. Uh, a record number of home runs were hit in a single world series game and this season was a record number of home runs in a season. What is the reason for it? And what is the impact on that game? What was your impressions of these results? Um, I was not surprised as, you know, uh, I, I, um, I thought that, you know, the, the, the idea that, that players now hit hitters now hit with a more of an uppercut and, you know, I, I thought that would be the dominant one, and it was. 62% said improved batting techniques. Um, lively ball, now that th- th- there's been some attention because, you know, pitchers always say it's a lively ball, especially if they give up home runs. Um, that 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 only got 29% yeses and 40% noes. So um, I, I wasn't really surprised. The thing that is probably most disturbing uh, or, or eye-opening is that one out of three people thought that um, undetected use of performance-enhancing drugs is the reason, and and um, you know that's interesting that that's still, as you said before, this is you know this is the one crime in America's pastime. Right, um, it's, it's the unforgivable. It, yeah. if that happens, it's it's the unforgivable. But, but one in three people, and these, and this is by the way, this is people who follow baseball. This wasn't the general public. Um, you know, it's, it is it is a bit surprising that that is still as prominent an, an explanation um, as it is. Um, explain uh, what, what you mean by these results. Um, these particular questions were only asked to people who said that they followed baseball. Yeah, we asked, um, we, we did a poll the, uh, this past week, obviously. And um, we asked at one point, how closely do you follow baseball? Very closely, closely not closely or not at all. If you answered not at all, we didn't ask you our list of baseball questions. Okay. Um, okay. So these are people who at least, even Follow. if they say not closely, right, at least they, they take some responsibility for watching baseball. Sure. Um, I can just tell you the, the, the research that I've done, and 
you know, I talk extensively, you know, for my day job with, with managers, coaches, um, scouts, you know, I sat uh, during the ALCS with a, a bunch of scouts because uh, that their section was in the sun and it was freaking freezing. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it uh, research, but there's a, there's a change in the philosophy. Uh, when you and I were, were, were starting to follow baseball, there was something called choking up and protecting the plate. And the coach would shout out, all right, two strikes, protect the plate. And what that meant was the hitter would choke up on the bat, shorten his swing, and just put the ball into play. Don't worry about driving it, but just get it in play because, especially with runners on, you never know what might happen. There's a pretty um, good first baseman in, uh, for the Cubs who does that, who chokes up about an inch and a half when right. he has two strikes. When he has two strikes. Okay. That is pretty much, though, a lost art because the sabermetric uh, philosophy is that, well, your, per- your percentages of, and your potential of hitting uh, something in the gap or a home run uh, dissipates dramatically. And that, that has changed the philosophy. So Paul Goldschmidt's and the Aaron Judges of Major League Baseball don't change their approach at two strikes, and thus there will be more home runs hit, but there will also be a great a amount of strikeouts. Right. And, you know, it, it's my argument of, you know, forgetting the part of why, but just the idea of do you like to see the home run is the thing that I find fascinating because if you, I, I've often said, I think it's a more entertaining sport if you had half the home runs but half the strikeouts. Yeah, I think that the idea is to get, I mean, in terms of excitement, put the ball in play, let pe- make people have to feel the ball and make defensive plays. And and I think this is a cyclical thing. You know, I think it, I think it's right now, everybody, you're, you're right. Everybody, nobody adjusts their swing. They're still swinging for home runs with two strikes and, um, and strikeouts are okay. It's not, you know, you're not, Nobody scolds you for striking out anymore, but but I suspect it's cyclical. There'll be another generation of hitters who are gap hitters or line drive hitter, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, it just, I, it's you too know, much maybe money. Not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. The the, uh, the sabermetric uh, folks will tell you, and then we'll get back to the statistics from the poll. But the sabermetricians will tell you uh, that there is a, such a thing in baseball called a productive strikeout. And I, I, the way I look at it is in the 1970s and 80s, um, I was told by players that if you struck out, you were not allowed to utilize the services of the bat boy because you were in, in shame. You were in embarrassment. You had to carry your own bat, bat back to the dugout. Now, in this era of pitch counts and knowing before games start that a pitcher is only going to throw X amount of pitches, and the fact that there is a pitch count scoreboard or, you know, a running counter yeah. Yeah. in the stadium, that if you can extend it at bat to seven to nine pitches, even if the ninth pitch is a swinging strike three, you get high fives in the dugout. Yeah. Well, we used to say that if a pitcher, if a pitcher, when he's batting, gets five pitches off out of the pitcher, you know, if he, if he can get five pitches and then strike out, that's, that's a good at bat for a pitcher. And I guess it's the same now for everybody. It's, you know, it's like, it, I just had a conversation with, with some people about basketball and, um, and it's the same kind of thing. A dunk or a three-point basket are the only 
things you see on, you know, on, on highlights. And, um, and so that's all anybody shoots. There's no mid range jump shots anymore, or there's few, yeah. um, but everybody shoots threes or dunks the ball. And it, you know, and and maybe it's not cyclical. Maybe maybe it's just that's the it, the game has changed and that's it. And it's not going back. Um, anyway, hopefully okay. it's what it, hopefully what it isn't is is revisiting performance enhancing drugs. I did a podcast with Paul Goldschmidt, and he swore to me, looks me right in the eye, and he says, uh, "I try like anything not to strike out." And you ever wish you had a chance to have a conversation back? I say this all the time on the on the radio. I wish I could have said to him at that point, no, you don't. You try to hit a home run. And if you could avoid striking out, you'd prefer that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, the, the accuracy of, of today's game. All right. How often would you say you watch an entire live postseason baseball game often, occasionally, or never now is watching an entire live. Does that mean in the stadium? No, it mean, well, it could mean it means watching an entire game live, entire whether you're at game. the stadium okay. or, or a television okay. or you're, Mobile then these numbers surprised. Then these numbers surprised me. Twenty six percent said often, forty five percent said occasionally, seventeen percent said never, and twelve didn't know. Um, I was surprised by often and occasionally. I didn't think the number would be that high. Watch an entire baseball. I covered that sport for a living, and I don't watch an entire baseball game. I would say never. Really? Well, I don't, it's my I, job. As did seventeen percent of of baseball fans or people who follow baseball. Somebody so, asked me. Um, somebody asked me once. They said, "What do you do with all the pitching changes and all the change? You know, the the, the the slowing down in the late late innings?" And I said, "I have an iPad and I know how to use it." <laughs> well, you know, I I do find it. You know, I, I'm not surprised so much. Um, I thought the numbers were okay in terms of how many people watched a, a, a game, an entire game. I was surprised 17% said never. I thought, gee, people must, I mean, they must watch sometimes. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think it's a healthy thing for a sport to have that kind of response. No, um, I, I, I just thought, I just thought um, an entire three-hour baseball game, I just think that baseball is a game that if you miss three innings, you could easily catch up. Well, yeah, you can catch up, and you missed three innings. Something, but you cool you like miss that. a quarter. You miss a quarter of a football. You might have game. missed eight strikeouts in those three innings. Uh, you, you'll never get that chance again. Exactly, exactly. Would you be in favor of a rule restricting the number of inning mound meetings in an attempt to speed up the game? Forty three percent said yes. Forty percent said no. Seventeen didn't know, um, or no opinion. Um, I noticed during the World Series they started adding uh, ten second commercials during uh in inning mound visits yeah yeah which is smart actually that doesn't speed up the game though no it has nothing to do with speeding up the game it has to do with getting an advertiser in there in dead time um yeah that, that was the two really two linked questions there there was that one and then the next one which asked would you like to place a limit on on uh, pitching changes in in inning pitching changes and overwhelmingly i i, I don't I mean, pretty overwhelmingly, the answer was no to that. Um, and really, I guess what it shows is that mound meetings, whether it's with infielders or the catcher or or manager or pitching coach, do seem to take place all the time, and it's annoying. But nobody really wants to tinker with the rules. You know, the rules are the rules, and and you can make you know your the the, the strict rules about how many pitching changes can be made and how they can be made. 
Um, and let's not screw around with that. But as, in terms of slowing the quote, slowing the game down with all these meetings on the mound, yes, we should see about doing something about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see the the value uh, of that. Um, I don't like the idea of restricting it. I just wish there would be less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, I wish it wouldn't happen as often. Yes. I mean, I, again, I would. I agree that it shouldn't be a rule change. Um, but I, I sure wish they wouldn't be taking starting pitchers out in the fourth inning who give up a walk. You know? would, okay, so to that end, it's uh, would you be in favor of a r- rule restricting the number of inning pitching changes in an attempt to speed up the game? 57% said no, uh, 26% said yes, with 17 no, uh, don't know. Yep. I mean, that, again, as I said, that's that's, that's a changing of the rule. That's, that's not right, just stopping exactly. that's, a rule, that's right. That's a rules change. And no, we don't want to go that far. Uh, would you like to see balls and strikes called by a computer rather than an umpire behind home plate as you listen to this on your iPhone or <laughs> yeah, right. on your computer? <laughs> yeah, this is um, a this is a kind of a fun one. Um, um, you know, people people don't want the the umpire eliminated. They want umpires calling balls and strikes by a count of seventy five to eleven, um, and. You know, it's interesting. Is it is it people want to be able to yell and complain about the umpire? Um, and and if if a computer is calling balls and strikes, who are they going to complain about? Damn computer! You know, I mean, right, I, sure. So you know, as as much as people complain about umpires and boo the umpires and whatnot, um, it's that's a move people don't want to see made, which I I'm happy about. I seventy five percent said umpire, eleven percent computer, fourteen no opinion. Um, my only argument for that is umpire accountability. Um, umpire accountability is something that has become a bit of a lost art. Um, umpires get evaluated every day. There are about 15 people who are employed by Major League Baseball that go to games solely to evaluate the umpire. And those, by, by union rule, by collective bargaining rule, those uh, evaluations are confidential. Another little fact that doesn't get reported is that, uh, let's say for the sake of this argument, an umpire makes $100,000. They make more than that, but let's just say for the sake of this discussion, they make $100,000. In order for them to make the $100,000, they have to work what is called a jewel event, which is an all-star game, a playoff game, or a World Series game. And those are supposedly made by merit of the umpire evaluations, which are confidential. So that when Sports Illustrated does a poll of umpires, how come the umpires that are considered by players to be the worst are getting these rules? And it's the worst form of office politics. And my whole point is, I'm look, I'm a tech nerd. and I'm doing a podcast, for God's sakes. But I have to believe that ump- I just want umpires to be accountable. That's all I'm, I'm asking for. So I don't want to see computers replacing umpires, but I want there to be accountability of their actions. And bad umpires should not be rewarded. I just want to take advantage of the fact that they're being evaluated and the accountability never gets shown. And I, I just think for a, such a public sport, I think that would help the relationships because you would see proper promotion and proper demotion of umpires. And I, I, I am pro umpire. I help 
support their union. I talk to umpires all the time. Hunter Wendelstedt's a friend of mine. I talk to those guys all the time, but I think that they should be evaluated. And I think umpires should be allowed to be sent to the minors. Well, they are evaluated. You mean it should be made public what the, public, the scores? Right. Make the, yeah, make I mean, the I guess we have public. to go on faith that baseball is evaluating these guys and and umpires are getting you know a, a key assignments accordingly. You know, right? If you're if you're good, you get in the World Series or the All Star Game or whatever. But um, I, you know, I, I could see both sides of that. You know, making public what the scores are. Nobody wants to be graded in public, but um, but I guess to a degree we all are, right? Well, I mean, I'm telling you this, you know, my attitude, you know, has just been, I just want to hold umpires to a higher standard because I am pro umpire. I'm, I'm pro. Yeah, but I, I mean, what I'm saying is, is again, we're going on faith that baseball is holding them to a standard, even though they're not making it public. But of course we don't know that. Right. You know, but if you're, the, if, you're the, if you're the second baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers right. and you're not cutting the mustard, everybody right. knows it. Yep. You're right. I mean, you know, these guys have high salaries because of the fans that go to the game. And what I'm saying is I think players would respect umpires more if they knew they were getting judged the way the players were. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I just think that's the, the, the bottom line. Um, in closing for this, because, you know, there's a lot of subjects here. Um, how do you feel about the overall health of of this particular game the fact that people still think there's steroids or or peds whatever they're they're called there's a livelier ball um there's all kinds of things going on we're seeing record numbers of home runs you know ratings they always look at postseason ratings and i always say that you know get me the dodgers and astros will get more eyeballs than the brewers and the and the colorado rockies you know Right, and the Yankees and and Dodgers would have, or or Yankees right. and Cubs would have gotten even right, and more, the Cubs, but, yeah. right, and the Cubs yeah. Indians did a did a great thing, and you know right. a couple of years ago when it was the Texas Rangers and the St. Louis Cardinals, they, people wondered why it was 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 down, and I, yeah. I just don't know that necessarily that, that that that's an indicator, but what from this is the indicator on the health of this sport? Well, I I you know I think there's interest in the sport in baseball. I think there's. Um, and and I, I think that's to a degree ongoing, you know, that that's, but, but the audience skews very old. The TV audience is 55 plus the average viewer. Um, you know, the games are too long. There's no question. Postseason games start too late. World series games starting at eight or eight 30 is, you know, you, you, who could stay up and there, and you know, game one was what, two hours and 20 minutes. It was remarkable. Um, yeah. I, uh, Rob Manfred offered to come on this podcast after game one, but not after game two. Yeah, right. And so game two was what, four hours plus. So, you know, it's hard. It, it's, it's hard to, to, to get a new audience. The, 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 the thing is that rooting for baseball, being a baseball fan has changed. You now, you said it before, you don't have to watch the whole game. You can watch highlights. You can stay updated on, on mobile devices, you know, essentially pitch by pitch. Um, you could always, if you missed something, you can always see it somewhere, right? There's no, there's no time when you can't catch a highlight that you wanted to see. So it's just a different kind of of rooting, and I think fantasy, frankly, is has been a a, a, a miracle for for baseball. Has provided a whole new generation, uh, you know, of, of of fans who. Maybe you're rooting for indiv- maybe they're rooting for Giancarlo Stanton instead of rooting for a team for the for the you know 
for for his team or for the Yankees or for whoever. Um, but it's it's just different. I think, like everything else, it's just a different way of rooting or following the game. Yeah, I mean, it, to to uh, to to anybody, uh, you know, however reason to, to, that gets you to to see it, um, I'm all for it. I just uh, I I I love talking to defensive guys. You know, guys who take great pride in their defense. And they say it's it's harder to play defense. I talked to one center fielder who I, I don't want to give his name, but one center fielder in today's game, he said it's harder to play center field because you're standing around so much, <laughs> and it's it's true. It's true. I think the game was crisper. I think, you know, I just put the ball in play. I love, I'm a big proponent of defense. When I played, it was the only thing I was any good at. I could catch. I couldn't hit for to save my life, but I knew how to catch. And I, I just think it's a lost art in a game that has put such emphasis on the home runs. I don't know. No, I, you know, I think it's true. I mean, look, it's, it, it's like I said, it's different. Um, in a world where we need immediate, information immediate retrieval of data um where nobody has any attention span baseball is is truly a dinosaur more than any other sport i think it's yeah. so slow unless you really have a great appreciation for the game um it's just too slow and in this world it's too slow in 1954 it wasn't so slow but now it is yeah yeah no, you're absolutely right this poll release conforms to the standards of disclosure on the national council of public polls uh for more information the seton hall sports poll has been conducted regularly since 2006 for more information contact marty appel rick gentile michael ricker deli and the director of media relations for seton hall university for rick gentile I'm Seth Everett. This has been the baseball edition of the Seton Hall Sports Poll. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. We will see you next time.